0: Thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill <laughs> and welcome to the fourth line voice podcast my name is Darren thank you very much for tuning in episode 52 of the big show some enforcer based podcasting coming at you brought to you by the hockey podcast network how's everybody doing a hangover Halloween hangover how many kids did you get to your door? Ah, uh, yes. We're out to time machine it because actually I'm recording this on a, on Friday, so uh, yeah, I, today off. I had a long week. I had a long weekend, and uh, I was gonna get up early. Uh, had a bunch of stuff to do. Uh, I was gonna record this early, get out the door, and uh, yeah, I literally got off the couch eight minutes ago, and it is uh you know like quarter to four. <laughs> so another another productive day off. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, this is gonna be a little. This is a little different episode. Uh, anybody who's a regular here, um, you know the six of you I'm talking to. Um, <laughs> normally, uh, Sunday is always the Vault episode where um, I play one of my old player interviews off my old website. But hey, guess what? I think that's it. I don't I don't have any more. <coughs> Still got the cough. Actually, not really. This has been pretty good it's been pretty good, almost gone um, I'm out of player interviews, so uh I think I, I've i touched on this I can't remember what I, what I say in these things, but uh, uh I think I said it last, uh, I, I think I would have brought it up last ep- uh, vault episode uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know, uh, going forward what the, what these Sundays are going to, uh, do or, or, that's good English what these Sundays are going to do um what I'm going to do on these Sundays um, I, I will be completely honest with you guys doing two episodes doing an episode every week is hard enough let alone two um, though granted for this last however long it's been, six, eight months it, you know, when you have another when I had a player interview to put up um, in terms of the vault episode it, w- it was kind of easy, I could cheat it's like, oh, I could do a ten minute promo that's easy and no problem um, but but now to come up with two shows at a week on original content with a player interview uh, yeah it, uh, you know I don't know we'll see um, I initially as I was kind of thinking I'm like well because Wednesdays are new content days so it's like okay or have been I, like I said now I don't know what, what it's going to do well it's going to still be Wednesday it will be the main show I'm doing air quotes of course you can't see that um, so you know I was thinking well I'll do an interview on Wednesday and then Sunday I could do like a variety show where I just sort of talk about different topics it obviously won't be as long and I'll you know and that way sort of like because most of the time on my player interviews or any episode, I'll do the first few minutes, you know, doing the promo, ranting a little bit about whatever the topic of the day is, or something that came up, or whatever, and then we get into the interview. I'm like, well, maybe for the player interviews, I can just kind of, you know, do my sponsor thing, I mean, I always have to say that, and then, you know, and then we can just get into the show, and I'll kind of save my ranting, or whatever you want to call it, for the Sunday show. Okay, in theory, that would work, but... Uh, or basically the Sunday show will be an extension of the rant that I would do on a Wednesday. But um, that would depend on the fact that I have an interview on Wednesdays to do, and uh, anybody that has done an interview show or has listened to me talk about it, um, the trials and tribulations of getting people on the phone to do player interviews, um, it certainly cannot be um, just Assumed that every Wednesday, every week, you'll have an interview because um, it is tough to do. And, well, not only that, I mean, contrary to popular belief, I do have a life. um, You know, not, you know, not, I don't have a big swing in nightlife anymore, but, you know, I I do get out and do a few things. And I have a wife that I have to entertain now and again. So, uh, and she gets pretty tired of listening to uh, podcasting. So, um, you know, it's not that I'm just, oh, I'm sitting here by myself waiting for the phone to ring every day. Um, so, you know, so you, a combination of everything, I mean, basically you have, a six day, you have six days to get a complete stranger on the phone to talk to you for two hours. Eh, easier said than done sometimes. So, or a lot of t- easier said than done a lot of times. So, uh, yeah, so going, f- so basically my what I'm, my roundabout kind of bullshit explanation here is, um, you know, of course if I don't have an interview, well okay, then I'm going to have to do this on a Wednesday, well now I have this on a Wednesday and this again on a Sunday so, and I and I know that uh, people will quickly tire of listening to just me ramble on and on and uh And and really, I just don't, like, how much, how, I don't know how much, I don't know how much I have to say. Like, I can rant once a week for 10 or 15 minutes, that's easy. But to rant away for an hour and a half, two hours every week is a little more difficult. And, uh, because I sort of have bullet point rants and then get on to something else. Um... I keep referring it to rants, stories, whatever you want to call. Um, you know, well, I, have a, I have a story. Speaking of which, I have actually a story for you guys today. Remind me to tell you after. <laughs> I'm writing it down, or I'll forget, much like my trivia question. Actually, that that is maybe... So, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do on Sundays. I, like I said, I've sent a direct message to Isha... Isha, if you're riding your bike right now, you need to answer your direct messages. You never got back to me. I sent that, like, days ago. Um, Isha listens to me while he's riding his mountain bike through the woods. Treat. I'm just kidding. That's kind of mean to do, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how... So, basically, what I'm saying is I don't know how long um, I can continue to do two shows. Um, we'll see. Wednesday will always happen. There will always be a show on Wednesday uh, barring extreme circumstances, um, in terms of the Sunday, eh, I don't know, we'll see, I mean, like I said, I'd like to say, oh, every Wednesday will be an interview, and every Sunday will be me, do my variety hour, and, uh, you know, and, you know, and we'll all go on with, and, you know, like a box of Fluffy Ducks, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see, uh, but for right now, you're here, and it's Sunday, and you want to get you want me to get on with things? I'm just le- I'm just letting you listeners know this this is what's going on behind the scenes. As I say, I'm thinking out loud. Who who's texting me? Oh no, it's the weather update. Yes, um, you guys got snow out there? I'm surprised. Here in, in Saskatoon, we don't have any yet yet. Well, we've had some, okay, I take that back. We did have some snow, but uh, I mean, there's not. I'm looking out at green lawn right now, so. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's coming. It's coming. Although, like they were saying, like Monday's supposed to be like the or something. Like what? Like next week's supposed to be like really nice. So, not that I'm complaining. I'll 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 take that until spring comes. I would say, uh, like I know I'm, I can't avoid it. But if I never saw snow again for the rest of my life, I'd be happy. I I'd, I'd have no problem with that. Said that at work the other day, and oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Snow sucks. And you can stick your fucking Arctic cat jacket up your ass and your snowmobile and shove it. Like, I could give two shits about snow. I mean, you're a kid, you didn't give a shit. That I mean, you loved it because all oh, the rink's going to freeze and we got, we got ice and yay, let's go. But when you got to, I think, try working in it all day, you know, every day and yeah it's minus 40 and everything else and yeah you're you'll lose your luster for snow real quick you know screws the roads up driving conditions blah 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 Nah, it sucks but you know what helps on shitty roads snow tires all my american listeners down south atlando lakes florida have no idea what i'm talking about but yes yeah, studded tires they help immensely in the snow and on the ice here in western canada or in Saskatchewan, I mean, B.C.'s Western Canada, you don't really... Well, no, you probably... I mean, they get some black ice there, too. They don't really get snow, but... Well, of the mountains, they do. I'm contradicting everything I'm saying right now. But, uh, no, in Saskatchewan and Alberta and B.C. Or in Manitoba, pardon me, it's uh, in Quebec and stuff. Uh, snow tires are well needed. So the point I'm trying to make is, if you are in... The Lloyd around the Lloyd Minster area and you need snow tires I got a deal for you well, I don't know if I have a deal for you but I got some information for you how's that for a segue? see this is segway Sunday but Lloyd Minster the border city Fountain Tire it is run and owned owned and operated by, by Kent Staniforth former 4th uh, line voice guest tremendous guest Moose Jaw Warrior tough guy if you have not listened to the Kent Staniforth episode, go back and check that out. Great episode. Kent was a great storyteller. Actually, Mike Babcock's first team that he ever coached was Kent's Moose Warriors team. Yeah, see how that relationship is. Go back and listen to that episode. Uh, but Kent was a good guest and a great dude, and has been over the top, uh, nice to me, and uh, some of, and the gifts and unbelievable gifts he sent. I always give, I give him shit for doing it all the time. Um, No, Kent is an outstanding human and individual, and uh, I would love it if you guys could help him out. Uh, If you were in the Lloydminster area, in all seriousness, and you need snow tires, or a tire, you need a patch on your tire, rim fixed, whatever, go to Fountain Tire in Lloydminster. Kent will hook you up. I'm not saying he'll give you a deal. Go in and tell him Darren from the Fourth Line Voice sent you. might get you something, I don't know. Might get you at least get you a Western Hockey League fight story. Ask him about fighting Toporowski, you know. But hey, like I always say, you need to buy the tires anyway. Why not go? Why not give the money to a good dude, you know? And uh, Kent's doing good work out there. And uh, like I said, great guy. I said, damn it, I wish you because I got to go buy. Actually, that's probably what we're doing this weekend. Is I for our, our SUV? We we uh, we need tires and rims, snow tires and rims. So. Uh, I'm sure that'll be about a twelve fifteen hundred dollar touch that I'm not looking forward to. Uh, I wish I wish Lloyd was closer. I would I would certainly go over at least if I'm given that money I'd give it to Kent anyway. But uh, instead of some schmuck here. But uh, anyway, if you were in the Lloydminster area, and this is unsolicited, it's not like Kent is like asked me to do this or anything. I am just doing this on my own because he deserves it, and good people deserve promotion. And, uh, yes, Ken Staniforth, Fountain Tire, Lloyd Minster, do it. But yeah, guys, like I said, other than this, uh, other, other than this, other than that, yeah, it's a real professional, uh, show we're running here. Um, yeah, so like I said, it's the fourth line voice variety hour. Uh, let's check my sticky notes here. Oh, that was what I, that was another thing I was going to do on Sundays. I attempted to do it a few episodes ago with a trivia question and uh and, and then I never gave the answer at the end of the show. So it's the trivia the trivia hour really, really really missed its mark. But I'll gonna try it again. And I'll kinda of make it like tough guy specific, you know, you know. So I'll got a trivia question for you. I'll give you the this time I will give you the answer at the end of the show. Who scored the final goal? in WHA league history? Yes, there you go. The World Hockey Association. It was in 1979. So there you go. I will give the answer at the end. Who scored the final goal in WHA league history? Now, I have Over the actually, it's been the last couple days here. Well, actually, this past week, um, I've actually had a few players reach out to me. Um, I won't say names, but uh, privately. And uh, first of all, guys, thank you very much. I appreciate it um, for listening to the shows. and I know they're, they're not just saying that they listen to the shows, they actually do, because they brought up points that I've talked about in different episodes, so, uh, no, I, I very I very much appreciate it, um, I always say, um, I, and feedback, from, and I've gotten it from a few um, fans as well, which is, uh, which is always humbling Anytime you can get feedback, um, or, well, first of all, that you're told people are listening, um. I mean, I know people are listening because you can see the download numbers and, you know, obviously, but, um, it's, it's just, it's faceless. It's just numbers. Right. And I've, I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million times, million more times. Um, it's, it's when you sit here like today and I hit record and I just get off my couch and hit record and I ramble away and I'm staring out my window and, you know, sitting here drinking my, uh, my energy drink, which is, uh false advertising because I have no energy but uh, you know it's um, y- you sometimes just sort of think you're talking to yourself and um, or you often wonder has anybody actually listened to this And um, so when you get feedback from people that you know confirms that they're listening like I said I know that there's numbers there that's, I know people listen um, but uh, when you get it the feedback. Um, It's really rewarding and humble. And like I said, and humbling and, uh, you know, and like I said, (coughs) you, you hear it from people all over the world and you, and you realize how, how small the world is. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, that as I'm talking, someone in Belfast is listening or someone in Russia, you know, or someone down the street, or someone in Wayne Wright, and um, yeah, so it's it's just really cool, and um, and like I said, when it's topics of hockey and stuff like that, um, you know, I'm I've, I've I'm I'm just a fan. I never I was never a, a play, big player played anywhere. Or I'm some junior ex junior guy or anything like that. So. Um, when I throw my opinion out, it is an opinion just based on a guess. Like I have no knowledge. I've never played at that level. I've never done it. So, um, I'm, I'm certainly, um, no expert. Um, and I think nowadays, I think with all the talking and the white noise that's out there on social media, um, the term expert gets thrown around way too much. Um, and you, like, Skip Bayless is not an expert. Pretty much every guy on a halftime show, or talk radio, or doing what I'm doing, is not an expert. But people like Stevie Dangle is not an expert. There's a difference between popularity of people listening and being an expert. And I think it gets muddled nowadays, and, um... Uh, once again, I'm belaboring the point here, I'm going around and around. But I had a, a person to message me, and they're you know, and they like they watch, listen to the show, and um, you know, and again, I appreciate it was great, and I loved the feedback, and it was awesome. I mean, send me a like. I'm on pri- hockey fights at hotmail.com. That's right, I still have a hotmail account. I don't give a shit. I love it. Plus, it's hockey fights at hotmail. How does it get? It doesn't get any better than that. Had that Jesus. I've had that email address for about twenty years, twenty two years, I think. Um, but yeah. Send me an email. Hey, do you have any cool pictures? Anybody listen out there? Do you have any cool fight pictures? Um, I don't not just the ones that I've tweeted out. You've saved, but if you have any cool fight pictures, junior, whatever, email them to me. I'd love to see them. I love collecting that stuff. I wish I could. This is not a video show. I wish I could show you, but I have a file on my hard drive on my computer here because I do this all on a PC. Yeah, I'm old school at the back in the PC in my bed ba- in my back room and i just have a like i would go around the internet for these last 20 some years that the internet's been around or that i've been on it and um if i ever saw a picture or whatever i would just always just save it i don't know why i just like saving fight pictures or you know enforcer pictures and um although i'm I'm, just thinking about it i get completely bummed because i had a hard drive crash and i and i I I I not an, I don't apparently obviously I don't do it enough, but I would periodically, like save all my pictures onto a disk just in case anything happened, and of course this was in one of the you know, and it's not like I do it very often maybe once a year I would save them so I was in that halfway through that year from saving mode and the hard drive went and I lost them all and I you know that was the mid two thousands but it was just like oh, I had so many like cool Quebec League pictures and stuff that i had saved and they were all gone. Oh, I was just choked. So I've been a little better at saving stuff now or backing it up, I guess I should say. But uh yeah, like if I could show you guys my folders, it's like I'm I'm not lying. It's at least 5,000 pictures. Yeah. And uh a lot, lot of high res, very good quality. You could print them out, pictures, um, if you wanted to get like autographs or framing or whatever. Some of them just are small and you can't really blow them up. But I just like having them. Actually, they work perfect for Twitter when I'm putting them up on Twitter. They work awesome. I wish, I wish they were all high quality because sometimes I'll get a picture, I'll put a picture up on Twitter and the player will get a hold of me and like, hey i'd love to have that picture It's like oh, it's really small and grainy you know i'd like to help you but it looks great on your phone but if you wanted to actually like you know print it and put it up on your office wall or something it's not it won't work it's not big enough or the quality isn't good enough so which is kind of it's kind of sucks sometimes but i do have a lot of high res pictures too like a lot of getty images and stuff that print out and print beautifully and it's, you know great for autographs and stuff uh if you're into such things um Again, I'm ranting. What was the what was my point? I'm off. hey r- squirrel. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of what this show is going to be. Uh, my variety hour. Um, no, I was talking about being an expert. Um, yeah, no, no. If you have uh, my point was if you have any comments or suggestions, um, and you're not on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, just send me a private message. Because I'm assuming if you're on Twitter, you already follow my account. Um, I know it's kind of an assumption on my part, but really, how else would you have heard about this show? Um, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter. Um, If you're not following me, um, send me a... Even if you're not or you don't want to or whatever, uh, my DMs are open, as they say. Just send me a private message or whatever you have to say. I'll get back to you. Or email me. But anybody out there, if you have some cool pictures, I'd love to see them. Because like I said, I collect that kind of shit. Or if you're listening and you're looking for a picture of a certain guy, whoever it may be, uh, get a hold of me. Even if it's a skilled guy. I know that sounds funny for me to say on an Enforcer podcast, but if you're just looking for a picture, let me know. I have like I have a million pictures. I have access, I have access to a few sites here and there. Wink, wink. I'm not going to tell you how, but let me know. If you're looking for something, I can help you out. But, uh, no, to get back to what I was saying anyway, so this uh, a a listener had sent me a private message and um, actually initially he was answering my question the other day when I was talking about uh, show length and what I should do and breaking it up and blah 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 so he mentioned that and I got back to, oh thanks you know, whatever, we were going back and forth and um, he asked me about a certain topic and he was sort of like uh, um, I wanted to ask you you're the expert and, um, I kind of chuckled to myself when I read it and, you know, when I, I got back to him, I quickly pointed out that I'm certainly no expert. Um, I, while I appreciate the sentiment, uh, it's you no, know, to be a, in my mind, uh, to be an expert at something you have had to have done it. And, uh, yeah, I. I was not fighting anybody in Flim Flon or uh, in Stockton and certainly not at Center Ice and MSG. So those guys are the experts, not me. Um, I could tell you that they did it, or maybe I have a picture of it or a video of it, um, and I can give you my opinion on it, but that's all it is, is opinion. And um, which, if you've never done it, is nothing more than a guess. So, uh, you know... And I mean, I like to come on. That's all we're doing. It's just uh, opinions and banter, and we do the imaginary matchups, and it's it's our little fanboy stuff, and that, and that's cool and everything. But I said I think, and that and that's fine. Everyone's a welcome to their opinion um, and everything else. Um, I've always been. I've always tried to be very careful on um, shitting on the players. Um, I, I will shit on actions they've done, they have done, or not done in some cases. Um, but I will never shit on an athlete because like, I, as I just said, who am I to shit talk an elite level athlete? Um, now some people as IE Skip Bayless, etc., have made Jim Rome have made livings off this, which I find pathetic that they do. And, uh, and yelling and screaming like the Stevie Dangles of the world, um, and this guy's a dumpster fire, and this guy sucks, and um, the level of ignorance that that would take to do a show like that, or to live like that, is... Uh, is uh, I always say I couldn't go into it because I have too much self-awareness, uh, you know? Uh, so... I don't know. It's uh whatever like I said, it's you know, jokes on me I guess cuz these guys are making millions but I don't know. It uh I don't know what what's the price tag on self-respect I guess, but eh, there is one apparently. Uh but yeah, so in my mind, uh like I said it's it's fine to sit around and talk and we tell stories and and do our hypothetical matchups and our probert tournaments and all that. And that's, that's cool. I mean, that's not really what I'm talking about. But, uh, well, I think he could beat this guy. Okay, well, in saying that John Quarter could beat Wayne Van Dorp, I'm not slighting Wayne Van Dorp. That's just my opinion. I think that's what would happen. But how am I going to say anything against Wayne Van Dorp? Like, how many fights is that guy? The guy played pro hockey. I mean, so who am I to sit here and, you know you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's a... Now, this topic, this this issue that I'm talking about would is would clearly go over the heads of many people on social media, who have no problem putting the mouth to guys on social media, and and completely being irony impaired, which is the way of the world these days, whether it be sports or politics or what have you. Um, So, you know, anyway aren't you 25 minutes in aren't you glad you tuned in to this riveting show uh, no but it was just it was on my mind i was just reading the messages before i got on the show so um well as i said earlier this is episode 52 um you know i guess i gotta do some self-promotion as well of course obviously 51 other episodes out there to listen to um I would assume this is probably not the first time you listen listened to this show. And if this is the first time you listen listened to the show, trust me, the other episodes are better. <coughs> and um, last week's episode on Wednesday was with Adam Huxley. And a uh, tremendous guest, and it's got a, a tremendous reaction. And um, a lot of people are talking about it. And first of all, uh, I want to thank Adam for coming on the show once again. But second, for his promotion of the show, he is he has pimped the shit out of that episode, which, uh, as a small podcaster, I completely appreciate. And honest, and I'm I really wish other guests would have done that um, you know because this is our, really our only form of advertising right we don't sell we don't have alcohol with our name on it and we're not uh, spit and jigglets, so I mean spit jiglets doesn't need to rely on their guests to go retweet their episode or anything but uh, when you're a small pal- podcaster like myself I certainly do And I need them to pimp it out on their Instagram and their Facebook and, uh, you know, and text message and, uh, everybody at the office and what have you, you know, send out the Chris at put the link in the Christmas card. Uh, you know, so it, um, you know, put it in the condo newsletter, whatever it takes, but, uh, it's all appreciated because I don't have an advertising budget, but, um, no, and uh, i I touched on it in an episode before. how I kind of gave the pSA to anybody that's going to be on a, on a podcast. Could you maybe mention that you were on a podcast? Um, it's very frustrating, and like I said, I don't ask the guys, okay, thanks for coming on. Hey, could you make sure you tell everybody like um i i i I, I thought it was sort of implied that they would do that I, or I just I guess I just assumed that I don't know if you were on a show afterwards you'd go on your twitter or your facebook and be like hey everybody i was on this show and we, we had a lot of fun and we talked about my hockey career if anybody wants to listen here here i just assumed guys would do that i was wrong so um you know and it's been brought up to me by by players that wow i mean it's like it's bragging and you know and they don't really want to do that and it's like well, not nah, i i get I, I i sort of get what you're saying but it's not really bragging like I was the one asking the questions. You didn't phone and just talk about how good you were. I mean, I was asking you the questions and you answered. Um, you know, I had the so, but I, I get the sentiment, but it was mm, no. Nah, I don't really think it is. Um, I guess maybe again, I'm not in that position, so maybe it's cut. Well, no, I shouldn't say. that. I guess I have been in that position because I've been on other shows and uh, like when I was on the morning skate episode or on the biscuits or five for fighting or whatever i was i pimped out those episodes that i was on you know i guess because i'm in the position of i know what it's like to try to get listeners so i just did my best it wasn't a hey come listen to me but it was more just I, i i recognized that you need to advertise and i did it on in my on my platforms so um yeah anyway i besides being a great or great episode i think and a great interview um, adam was a great guest uh, I, I right now obviously want to thank him again for um mentioning it and and really really putting it out there and uh, and like i said it reached a lot of people and uh hopefully uh, you know that people enjoyed it and come back and if you are back and this is your second time listening to me after adam's interview like i'm you're i'm new to you um please go back and check out the back catalog um you know i've talked to lots of lots of good guys uh, john Morasti steve mcintyre joey tedarenko clark Wilm, roman volpat uh josh mazer chris graf what have you and um yeah and uh like I said, I'm i always always been proud of my uh, player interviews, and um, you know, and and I again, I don't say this to arrogantly or anything, but I have always said I will put up my interviews up against any podcast, whether it be Spit and Chiglets or any of them, and um, you know, I, it's uh, there's certainly not twenty minute fluff pieces. It's uh, you know we we go in depth in a couple hours, and and we and I think you really learn about the guy. And his backstory and his and his hockey career and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to. I've always been a fan of biographies, whether it be books or videos or whatever. And uh, that's kind of what my goal of the podcast was—kind of do a biography. Like I said, was, and I like Spit and Chicklets. I like Biz and those guys. And uh, you know, if they have a tough guy on or a guy I'm interested in, I'll listen. I'm not a regular listener, but I will listen to some of their interviews. And um, You know, and they're cool, and the guy's on there for 25, 30 minutes and tells a couple funny stories, or maybe it's an inside story that, you know, the six people that were there get, but, you know, I don't know, people jump up and down like it's these great... Fucking interviews, but you know, whatever. But um, but no, they're fun for what they are, you know. And I, I get that's their platform and that's what they do, and it's it's cool that they have the guys on. And like I said, they tell a cup, they tell a couple of good stories, and that's it. Um, but they kind of they really just gloss over where the guy played or um, growing up or in the minors or you know blah blah blah. So i have always sort of wanted more, right? I always say I like the the B side, the deep cuts. Um, yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I, I just, so I, I wanted to do something where you, you get the guy and, and you do a real just in-depth piece and, um, you know, it, uh, that's what spawned this show. And, uh, yeah, so that's why my interviews are two hours. And, uh, and like I said, you don't have to listen to them all at once. You can space it out over the course of a couple of days, but, uh, no and I, I i think we really do a really do a good job at uh you know getting some stories out of some guys and uh I know some of the players that I've talked to um they i you know I always just sort of tell them oh no, we'll just tell some fight stories and blah 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 and all oh, they they you know and they'll tell me that they they don't really remember that much and uh you know and they're a little worried about it or, or what have you and I understand that but uh at the same time, I always tell them like listen i'll get I'll get it out of you like um I can. I'll. I'll do the research. I'm not asking you to do to go back. I will do all the research, and uh, you know. And every every guy, literally, yeah, pretty much every guy has said at the end when we're done and you know we're off air, it's just like holy shit, man. One, they'll always say that went faster than I thought. Two, um, you brought up names that I haven't thought of in 20 years, and uh, and I completely forgot about him and blah blah blah. And they've all said it was really easy. And I walked him. And I always like to say, I said I'll walk you through it um i'm not requiring my the guys that i'm interviewing to go do homework on their career i said i will do it and uh, yeah so uh guys if you're out there listening and uh and i've asked you and you're worried about coming on again i am no pressure i am not going to harass you to come on if you're uncomfortable doing that i completely understand um, but if you're um if your hesitation is due to you don't, you don't think you'll remember the funny stories well, this isn't a, a comedy hour either. I mean, we don't need, you know, we don't need to do a slapstick. It's okay if you can't come up with the funny road stories. Um, when I when I say light stories, I just mean, you know, we'll just bullshit. just two dudes talking, and uh, it'll be, it, trust me, I'll get you through it. It's okay. And, uh, yeah, and I think we'll get, and it's just, and we'll have some fun, and, uh, you know, try, I just want to tell you, try, trust me it'll be it'll be it'll be okay we'll get through it um yeah actually guy. oh uh, another thing i want to mention uh for those folks out there i i retweeted it but um some and it's like uh chris uh my my boy napes there out in vancouver brought this to my attention sent me the link and then we we put it around twitter but yeah i don't know what he was he was on youtube looking up something but uh all of a sudden he's like, hey, have you ever seen this? Look at this. And it was a preseason brawl between the Seattle Thunderbirds and the Spokane Chiefs. Um, the year is escaping me. What was it, 94? It was in the ninety or mid-90s, anyway. And, uh, Jesus. Quality's perfect. Pitcher clear. And, uh, kevin sawyer michael alias spokane end up dragging this seattle thunderbird guy off the ice and under the stands and proceed just to fucking tune this guy like we're we're laying a beating under section 104 you gotta see it it's like three minutes and it's just gold and uh once again youtube just and you go and look at the page it's some some middle-aged female realtors website like, why the hell is she putting this up there? I have no idea. But, hey, thank you, whoever you are. I can't, your, uh, your name, I don't have it in front of me right now. But thank you. That was tremendous. Um, yeah, I don't know if she married a player from that time frame or what or where she got the footage from. she was a fan. <coughs> she was a fan from back then and had it, I don't know. Because it wasn't like it was broadcast. It's from, like, game tape. So it's like, damn, it was awesome. So it's great when YouTube every once in a while when you can find these gems on YouTube. So that gets me to my next point, if anybody out there is listening. If you have old footage on videotape or on DVD, well first of all it's on videotape, please if you have the means to transfer it to DVD please please do. If you don't, or you just don't throw the tapes out. I'll take them. Send them to me. I'll pay for the postage, whatever. Get a hold of me. Let me know what you got. Don't throw that stuff out because that's, it's history. Enforcer history. That might not mean a lot to some, to most people, but to some people, that's gold like myself and, um, you know, people out there. And the thing is, I think people always like, well, yeah, it's no big deal. Nobody wants to see that. Well, you'd be surprised. I think the players involved might want to see it. Uh, players always love seeing old footage. Maybe not if you were number eleven for Seattle, getting brought underneath the stands. But uh, Michael Haley might like to see that footage. Uh, in fact, I know he did. But uh, you know what I'm saying, though. I, for fight fans and stuff like that, it's um, that's all we have is videotape and and uh, and newspaper clippings, right? And um, unfortunately, all, most of that stuff wasn't saved. Um, you know i mean if you're just an nhl fan okay whatever that's pretty much all on youtube and whatever but um if you're a minor league fan or a junior fan ugh. Oh, like 95% of that stuff's gone forever you know most of the stuff, you know the older like the new whatever now that there's internet tv and you know, i'm not talking about new shit that's all whatever but i'm talking like 90s 80s well 70s there was no vcrs but so 80s and 90s footage it's like um, yeah, most of it's gone because they would they would film every game was recorded because in case something happened you had to submit it to the league but uh, tapes back then were so expensive if nothing happened in the game they just reused the tapes so that footage is gone forever some teams were smart and kept stuff but I mean they're not going to keep stuff for 30 years it's like they kind of kept it on a shelf and over the years it's either gotten thrown away or damaged or somebody's took it or whatever or same thing. If teams, some teams had local cable deals, and uh, you know, fans like myself, like they would play the Blades and Shaw's every once in a while. So I would record it if I knew there was a fight in the game. And some people have done that, but again, the how many people have these? The, I don't know too many people playing VC, VHS tapes anymore. So they're either it's on a tape up in a storage attic somewhere, or as as they've moved and you know. They've tossed that because what do I need this for and tossed it or whatever? So, you know, lots of that footage is gone. So if you still have any of that footage on that old VHS tape, don't throw it away. I'll take it. And we'll see what we can do out of it and put it on DVD and and, and try to get it up on YouTube and because believe me someone out there will enjoy it. Oh, I'll just enjoy getting it, but you know, the participants involved are a fan of the team or what have you. And like I said, this is a, when in our little fight community that's we have to sort of be the curators, you know, and um, it, you, when you go on YouTube and you type in a guy's name and some footage comes up, that wasn't magic. I mean, somebody had to dig out their at one point a VHS tape, blow the dust off and, you know, Upload it to the YouTube. To YouTube. So, um, not just myself, but, you know, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, check out my channel. Subscribe, please do. 2,200 fight videos, uh, from junior to pro. Um, but myself, History of Hockey Fights, uh, George, um, Steve from uh, When Probert Was King. Um, there's lots of uh, Paul at the UK channel. I mean, hey, you UK fans that are listening out there, Paul has done the amount of footage and work that he's collected and the work that he's put in to really preserve UK fight history is unbelievable. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know anything. Because how, how am I seeing Nottingham Panthers stuff, right? Or Cardiff or Newcastle or whatever? But the old British Super League with Schulte and Nycar. And well, he went and really searched that out and collected it and put it out there. And you know all at his expense so yeah and like I said for the younger fans they you know they just like I said they I'm not slighting them or whatever but it's like oh they just go on to YouTube type in whatever Paxton Scholte, and oh look at all there's all his fights and it's just oh that's how it is well no that's not how it is like if it wasn't for certain guys and I'm there's more people over there than you know just Paul doing it but I mean you create but he did most of it um just the creators in general or in north america oh you know you go onto youtube and you type in Colt Norris swift current and there's some swift current stuff or, or whatever well yeah that's not that just didn't happen right so people have to put that up and uh just like I said at one point someone had to go collect that footage from the swift current broncos so it's uh yeah, a lot of these old pioneers put in a lot of legwork to uh, collect this stuff, and um, and it's a like I said, it's a passion, it's a hobby, and um, anytime. So um, I'm I'm really belaboring the point here on a lot of things, but uh, the point is with that footage, it, it was it's it's so great to see new stuff, and uh, yeah, it, it it was awesome to see. Okay, we're uh, continuing on here. Uh, Sort of a a part two, if you will. Um, Like I said, I was recording on Friday, and now it is Saturday evening. Um, I need to get this out for Sunday. Uh, So I had to kind of go back, and I'm like, what did I say? I know I rambled for like 40 minutes about whatever the hell I was rambling about. Um, So I won't... Let's just get to the point here on a few things. Mm. Actually, it was funny. I had a, even last night, I had a couple of people mention things to me. Um, <clears throat> um, one, of course, was the OHL hitting thing, um, the Quebec League with the Fighting Jr., and um, uh, Mitchell Miller, um, the young man that was released by the Coyotes, uh, and Bobby Orr with his Trump endorsement, which I mean, whatever. All right, where to start? Um, I'll kind of... uh, Well, first of all, I'll talk about the Quebec because I I opened it up here on my phone. Um, The Quebec Major Junior League uh, put in a bunch of fight uh, rules this year, and and it was sort of met with if you want the subsidy money, um, you have to do these rules, and it's down to, like, three fights... You know, it's like a 15 minute penalty for fighting now and you're down to three fights and after three fights you're spending for a game and after that it's two games and three games and blah 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 and um of course um former tough guy NHL tough guy Enrico Ciccone who is uh uh cabinet minister ah he's something he's in he's a politician in Quebec um uh, he's a part of the he's a I don't know if he's a a part of the National Assembly. Whatever, he's a Quebec politician now, anyway. Anyway, of course, he's going to chime in and... uh, um His comments here, just reading the, quickly the article. Of course, some people will say, Look at this guy, he's a hypocrite. He made a bunch of money now and he wants to change things. Well, of course I do, and I'm probably the best guy to do it, Chicone told the Montreal Gazette. Uh, I'll raise the flag for the safety of our kids any time of the day. I don't care. Well, okay. And anyway, he wants to prohibit fighting in Hawk in the league for kids under eight, younger than 18. So, I mean, which, first of all, is like an interesting. Um, I, I will agree with him. He, he He's certainly far better than um, most people discussing it. I mean, he does know. He's been through it. He's done it. So he is correct in that. I'll give him that. Um, <clears throat> I get the... When people call them hypocrites, I, I suppose... I, I mean, it is, I guess. But at the same time, I mean, as we get older, you see... You know the the results it's done to your to yourself or what have you. Um, you know you can change your mind on things in life. Um, I don't have a problem with that, and I get that part. But I, I'm I'm struggling to see the the. It's sort of a just the common sense of it. Like basically, it's just nonsense. And I mean, and he knows it's nonsense. That this is what I think irritates me. I mean, when it sees yehus that had never played, and they flap their lips and they. you know whatever you're a dumb shit you don't know what you're talking about but when it's a former player that knows damn well what he's saying and uh i think that's kind of what irritates me the most about this it's not the fact that he has this stance because i mean it's like whatever it's his right to his opinion but he knows it can't get he knows this and i'm just like you know um Uh, While well, the Quebec League still permits fisticuffs and increased its punitive measures this season, any player who fights is assessed a 15-minute penalty, which includes a 10-minute misconduct. There's also a two-minute minor for the instigator. The amended rules calls for an automatic one-game suspension following a player's third fight with an additional game suspension for both for each subsequent battle. But Chaconi complained that, league, that the league hasn't gone far enough. While well, Quebec Commissioner Gilles Graton works for the league, for the governors and the team owners, Chicconi called for him to exercise his power. I want to make sure here in Quebec we pro- we protect our kids, Chicconi said. This is the fastest sport in the world, which has walls for boards. It's one of the only places in the world that still accepts fighting with your bare fists to kick somebody's butt when he's a teenager. It doesn't happen often, but why is it still there? See, you know why it's still there. You just said it. It's the fastest game sports with walls for boards. I, like, you're not that... Is obtuse the right word I'm looking for? Like, don't be so... Like, well, I don't know why all of a sudden he's being this naive babe in the woods. Like, well, you know exactly... And of course the oh for now I think it's a good step forward for it's only the first step. Our goal is to continue to push the owners to have higher sanctions, i.e. just get rid of it completely. Oh, and here's another Bruce Richardson their coach in Blainville said he wonders why fighting is still permitted the former minor league center fought frequently during the course of his 18 year career I think we're in a different world than when I played he said we're past that not just in junior but hockey overall yeah okay thanks Thank, thanks Bruce Yeah. and it's just like you know it it's amazing to me um It's not safer. We all know it's not safer. They know it's not. But again, for Ciccone, it's just obviously political grandstanding. Like, he's going to be the, the white knight. I'm going to protect our kids. Like, because everyone else just wants them injured. Like, somehow if you think fighting should still be around, you're, you're not sticking up for the kids and whatever. Like... Well, I always say with college hockey, well, they can't fight in college hockey, so there must be no concussions, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just idiocy. Of course there's concussions still. More, probably more. So, if if you, all you do-gooders are so, like I always say, if you're so worked up about the head injuries, and you want to protect the kids, we'll get rid of body contact then. Really? If you're going to run around and, and white night for hockey and we're going to protect everyone and bubble wrap them, get rid of contact. Which was interesting because Riley Cote responded to this article and he said, if you don't want to fight, don't fight. Most players these days choose not to anyway. But, but to bubble wrap the game in the name of safety when only 4% of all concussions come from fighting seems a bit far-reaching. Might as well take a body con- body checking to justify this position. Exactly. Exactly, Riley. I've said it a million times. <clears throat> and it's um Yeah, no, it's it's nonsense. And like I said, uh Enrico is um welcome to his opinion. He can change his mind and I and okay. But for him to like oh I don't know why why is it hot so happening? Like really? And that's the thing. Oh, if they're under eighteen. Oh, okay. Well so okay, hey, you wanna go? Hey, how old are you? What are you what are you gonna have guys checking IDs at the face off? Or if you give a guy a slash going up the ice, are you 18? I just got to ask. Oh, you're 17. Oh, never mind them, bro. Sorry, bro. What are, what are we doing? Like, do we, hey, do we put little check marks on their jerseys? You know how they used to have like, the stop signs in the back of the jerseys so they didn't get hit from behind? On the front of the jerseys, maybe put a uh, blue check. Like Twitter, they're verified. Put a blue check mark on the jerseys. That way we know who we can challenge to fights. Like he's just so stupid. Well, then don't let eight, don't let anybody under eighteen in junior hockey, then. How about that? Hmm. Well, don't let no no fighting or contact until you're eighteen. There, because after that they're uh, legally adults and they can make their own decisions whether they want to fight and hit. How about that? There, I just solved the whole problem. <laughs> So there's something to think about. And of course, the OHL today, um, due to Ontario's for their COVID measures, have put in uh, a no-contact rule this year in the Ontario Hockey League, Um, again, which is asinine. Um, So you can lean in and breathe all over each other for the face-off, but you can't hit them. But you're hitting them with your shoulder into their chest or into their shoulder. So I don't know how how you're going to contract COVID from that. And again, I'm a I'm a I'm not a COVID denier. I'm a, I'm a big mask supporter and everything else. For anybody listening, rolling their eyes, okay, whatever. But I am. <clears throat> but there is like this overboard with this, and I get it. It's in the name of like it's all it's done with the right intention. It's like the heart is in the right place. I mean, they don't want to shut the league down. They want to get these kids still playing and all that. Okay. But co- what are we doing here? Like, come on, you can't, you can't do that. Like, now, of course, everyone's screaming. Well, that's not hockey. Just don't play then. Well, it's really, it's tough to to. You can't stunt a young man's hockey growth. Like right now, this is like the prime, you know, uh, to for them to further their career. They can't not play. So that that's we're not doing that. You gotta play. Okay. <clears throat> Now, everybody's like, well, just go to Europe, go do this. Well, if you're out of school, that's, you can do that. But what about these kids that are still in high school? They have to go to school. And then it's like, well, they, they let the NHL play. Well, the NHL was in the bubble, and the players weren't allowed to leave the bubble. And they were all tested, and everybody inside the bubble was tested and was clean. And they never left the bubble for the two months or three months that they were in there. It was there to the rink, to the rink back to the hotel. And that was it well you can't obviously do that with junior players when they have to go to school plus they live with billets who go out in the world because they have to work and everything else so that's not going to work so because I saw somebody else well we let the NHL do it well it's completely different so um, you know the NHL could do a bubble OHL can't so you know um, but uh, allowing taking out body contact has nothing to do with COVID I mean at the end of the day So And I'm like, but anyway, okay, so you're going to play. I'd hate to be a ref. Like, you know, how do you, like, what point does it get to when you call it? I mean, if it's a push or a scrum or, like, a scrum isn't really body contact. uh, So puck battles, like digging in the corner, is that, you know, where do we draw the line? So, um, you know, I don't know. I guess it's just the fact to get them still playing. But you know it's going to be interesting, of course, with no contact and everything else, aside from Aaron Pucks or whatever, it Sticks. I mean, obviously concussions are going to be, like, non-existent, right? Because it's pretty hard to get a concussion when it's pond hockey. So, of course, all the experts after it will be, well, why don't we do this all the time? Look, at our kids are safe. Oh, you can see, hey, wait, that discussion is going to come up after all this. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, well, one of the other and this is kind of a real um this is a touchy topic and i mean i I don't um it was interesting i was talking to my wife we had to drive out to uh out of town the other last night to go uh, back out to her school for a minute so i asked her i brought the subject because she doesn't know anything about this she doesn't follow anything with hockey or anything but i was asking her about her opinion and uh yeah because i'm like i have mine i'm just kind of curious i'm just uh going to ask someone else with some common sense um what she thinks and um yeah with this with the Mitchell uh, uh Miller situation um of course he was the Arizona Coyotes draft pick that uh it came out that he for uh in grade when he was 13 and 14 years old he bullied a uh uh handicapped black child um who was um and I mean, I've read the article, and, and and it was some heinous shit that the kid did, without a doubt. And I'm not excusing it or anything else. It was brutal. And and yes, when you're fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, you know what you're doing at that point. At the same time, it was in he was in grade eight. So uh, uh, we all like to look back fondly and think we were always so smart and everything else. I mean, we all did stupid shit. Now, granted, not that wasn't making kids eat suckers out of urinals or anything, but we all had our less than shiny moments, whatever it may be. Um, uh, so, of course, this, this um, and he was charged, uh, went to court, got community service, or whatever the, I, I can't remember how the 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 length of hours that he got for community service, but he got, he went to court and got found, him and his friend, it was him and another kid, uh, were found g- guilty. Um, and, uh, did the and he did his community service and off he went and he went and played in the ushl and then uh has a scholarship to north dakota and got drafted by the arizona coyotes uh four or five years four years later uh at 18 well it came out of course and there was the uproar that he should arizona should be ashamed of themselves and on and on the people went and um the parents of the child that was bullied, the, the black uh, special needs child, um, their biggest thing, um, and I completely understand why they would be upset, I get it, um, that he didn't apologize in person. Um, part of, reading my the article that I was reading, um, part of the sentencing was that he had to apologize, uh, which he did um apparently they did not accept that and it was uh they feel he should have done it in person now should he have probably but again he did what the court asked him to do he was found he admitted it he was found guilty did what the court asked him to do all right well so technically well he did everything that was asked of him now it didn't come up to your expectations okay now again i'm not putting this on the parents of the of the victim um i again i as a parent you'd want to kill this kid i completely again i'm not justifying this i'm just simply speaking from both sides of the fence here um but i think my problem becomes we were certainly um i would like to think going into university i'm a lot smarter than i would have been going into grade eight um, you know, a lot has changed. Your brain is still developing. Uh, nobody had a fully developed and was a, an adult when they were 14. I don't, you could sit there and I would I knew, no, you, you weren't. Okay. It's no, you weren't. Your brain is not developed. It is scientifically impossible to have your brain completely developed when you're 13 years old. Um, so, and you have, Testo- you're just getting your hormones are racing the testosterone's racing it's a really rough time as for growing up at that point so to say you were uh, fully functioning there's a reason why at 18 you're called an adult and before that teenager um there's because because there is a difference so okay anyway as social media got a hold of it, and everybody was in an uproar about Arizona not doing their due diligence or what have you with this kid, how did they not know and whatever? Um, Arizona, with all the the press that was about this, rescinded their draft pick and, and released him. And in saying that, he also the University of North Dakota rescinded their scholarship offer. So now he has no; he's not drafted by anybody, and he has no college uh, scholarship. Okay, so of course everybody's like, well, that I was reading online good, fuck him, he can go to school pay for going to school, blah 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 he should should never have the right to play hockey again and of course then you have your hashtag hockey culture, this is what the problem with hockey culture is and everything else they excuse it, well I don't really know who's excusing it well by drafting him you're excusing it, Mm, are you? Um, See the way I'm looking at it is at some point this person has to go on with their life, so does ruining his life for a mistake that he did, granted as heinous as it was um, that he did four or five years ago which he apologized for, did his court ordered uh, time uh, when do we let this go? Or does he hold this like the scarlet letter for the rest of his life? I'm asking the question. I'll let you think about this as you drive along or listen to it in your cubicle at work or wherever you happen to be listening to this. Um, again, I am not a uh, form or a ganim. Um I am just simply saying that this is the story. And me personally, I don't... When is it enough? How long does he have to... like So he never gets to play hockey again because of his actions in grade eight. Mm, you know I mean here in Canada I mean we've had kids uh, be young offenders and kill people and be out at 18 and going to school and everything else and no one says anything but you know um, now okay so well and now I said now he's in the corner the kid can't go apologize because then it'll be like well he only did it because of public pressure but if he doesn't apologize oh what a piece of shit see well, So you've now painted him into the corner where there's nothing he can do that'll ever fix this. Now, despite the two years that he went and played in junior in the USHL, where apparently there was no issues, he was a model teammate and uh, in community and no problems. So he has said he is trying to grow from this and get better, and he wants to be an example of, and wants to learn from his mistakes and anti-bully. And Now, he is saying all this. Now, Okay, well, so far his actions are showing that he's changed. You know, may, maybe the kid's still a prick. I don't know. Uh, who knows? But so far he hasn't been after the incident. So, again, the cancel culture. I'm just saying. I, you know, uh, again, not excusing his behavior. It was heinous and heinous shit. and It was tough to read. But how long do we, does he just, he's just not allowed to play hockey anymore? It's interesting i don't know it's an interesting debate to have um i just don't agree with this entire we just cancel everything um well like i mentioned with the bobby orr thing now i'm not going to get into politics about this um this isn't a political podcast but of course bobby orr came out in support of donald trump and in fact he actually apparently he took out a newspaper ad like an entire ad supporting him but, again, do I cancel Bobby? Like, But you read online that people are just canceling him. He's disappointed. and um, You know, uh, well, it's because he's a racist then. Or he doesn't. Oh, what? What? Well, you did support Don Cherry. Well, it's his friend for uh, 50 years. That's why he supported Don Cherry. Um, you know, and was, is Don Cherry a racist? Mm, no, nah, I don't really think so. But there's no you, whether you you hated him before all this but if that's your way of canceling don cherry then you know whatever but uh you know uh the bobby orr thing well well no he's he's the, the republic it's like when they talk about the wrestler chris jericho that would voted for trump no oh, well, he's a rave he's a piece of shit too now well i don't know why you would vote for him well because <laughs> they're both rich and they want the tax breaks that the republicans will give them that's why they voted for him well bob york can't vote he's canadian but i mean he makes his money in the states so i mean um yeah of course i would assume that's you know because the democrats have already said what is it if you make over four they they're putting in new tax laws well these guys both make over 400 grand so because um, Bobby bob is an agent now so i would assume he makes that um that they would want the tax breaks. I'm sure that's why they're doing it. Um, because I mean, Republican or Democrat, I don't, you know, like I said, I'm not going to make this into a political issue, but I mean, but you know, whatever, whether you whatever your stance is, Republican or Democrat, I mean, regardless, that's what the Democrats said they were going to do. They were going to start taxing more, uh, more the rich people. And, uh, Republicans clearly with Donald Trump paying, what, $750 in tax, um, that's not Trump's fault. used to taking advantage of the tax laws. So clearly if you're a rich guy, you would, you would want that tax break. So I would assume that's why they were voting for Trump, uh, or Republican, I guess, or which in this case is Trump, obviously. So I get, I'm just talking out loud or just, uh, thinking out loud, but you know, whatever, but I don't think we need to, <laughs> we don't need to cancel Bobby or, but again, the extremists of the world will, or try to, um, And I just, as long as people don't, uh, I said, it's, it's not that there's, there's always been crazies and yahoos that will yell, yell and scream. I said, the problem is nowadays that people just give in to them. Like, did the coyotes have to cut this kid? No, it's, um, it's, I don't know, it's people exercising recreational outrage, right? And, um, you know, five minutes, five minutes later, they'll be on to some other topic and, you know the cat with the laser pointer. So I said, I don't know why we indulge these people, the the vocal minority. You know, so I don't know. It. Um, so I'm not going to say anything about Bobby. Orr. I mean, that's my as I, was, I said to somebody last night. Well, Bob yours never been able to. Uh, he's never been able to pick out a con man very well. So he seems to have problems with that. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it. Uh, No, it's, I mean, you know, whatever your uh, political affiliation is, what have you, um, just because all of a sudden you're a Republican and people, the the psychos want to yell that all of a sudden that makes you a racist or whatever, it's stupidity. And uh, at the same time, if you say, well, I'm a Democrat, and then, oh, yeah, well, then you're a communist, so, okay, stop, stop, stop. I always say, I think most people with common sense are in the middle, I'd like to think. And you have your left leaning, left right leaning, whatever it happens to be. I think that's what I think most people with common sense are in the middle. Um, You know, and I think when you're in terms of voting, at least for myself, I mean, I think we all vote selfishly, really. I mean, it's what benefits us. I mean, here in Saskatchewan, we had, of course, we had our provincial election just last week, and, um, you know, the SAS party won again. I knew the SAS party was going to win unanimously and whatever. you know, my wife is a school teacher and I'm a government worker. So as a union worker and stuff, obviously not massive SAS party fans, but at the same time, if you tell me you're a SAS party voter, I don't throw rotten vegetables at you. I mean, that's your, if you're a farmer or in the oil industry or what have you, that's, you know, or what that's your uh, party, right? Uh, that's the, that's the platform that they're running on or some of the bills or what have you so i mean i think everybody votes what's in their wheelhouse or what affects them in their life right i mean i know when the, you know everyone likes to talk like oh what uh you're above that and you're voting for the greater good yeah it's easy to say that but, you know, in a Rockwell-type, Norman Rockwell-ish-type world, okay. But I think we all selfishly, you know, vote for our own needs and what would benefit us. And um, that's maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm up my ass here. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just uh, waiting for the trick-or-treaters here to show up. It's, uh, it's a little after 5, so I don't think we're going to hand out anything this year you know it's actually terrible it's like we we've literally got back to literally buy two boxes I've had to go buy Halloween candy twice now and then we've now we have like half a box of like the hundred box of chocolate bars sitting here uh, little mini chocolate bars and it's just become wow we're not going to hand these out you know we're here in the condo we don't really get many kids anyway but uh yeah of course with everything going on now and I don't know we just won't bother but uh we'll sit this one out this year But, yeah, my doorbell should be ringing here shortly. But, uh, so, I'm sure people don't want to listen to that. Plus, I've already gone on for, well, I should say, actually, in terms of my podcast, I think an hour and ten minutes is actually really short. But, yeah, well, look at that. We kind of covered it all. We covered YouTube and OHL and Quebec League and Bobby Orr and some politics. A little little political at the end, you know. Don't worry, folks, I'm not getting political. I won't, uh, you know, but as everyone has their right to their uh, opinion on politics um, yeah I, as long as, as to me as long as you're not outlandishly crazy about it um, you know I don't know all these people that like stand out there and wave flags it doesn't matter what party whatever stand out there and wave flags and do this day after like I don't know like get a life like I don't know. why I don't know about, like yelling at people at the voting booth and all that I don't, it's just a real strange scene um, down there right now um, down in the States. Um, you know, I really hope for everybody that it just gets, it gets cleared up regardless of who wins and, and, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, cause, and he always get, Oh, you're Canadian, mind your own business. Well, no, what, what goes on down in the States affects us too. So, you know, you're our number one partner here, your allies. So no, it's a North American thing. Um, so, um, I really hope everything just, you know, there's a, i know COVID has obviously created mayhem across the world and uh without a doubt and i really um hope obviously like everyone else that it uh you know everyone's tired of it and everything else but we still hopefully everyone out there stays diligent and uh you know we can we can beat this hopefully a vaccine comes around here shortly and uh we can get on and get... Because I want to get back to the States. I miss my Vegas. They just opened up that new Circa Casino downtown. It looks awesome. Two-story sports book. But the way it, You know, of course, the cases and everything down there, it's like we're certainly not going to travel this year down there, which is, a, you know, it's my first... Uh, it'll be my first winter not going to Vegas in, like, a decade. So, yeah, it's going to be our long, cold winter here. That was always... Not only do I love my Vegas and going down there, but, I mean, it was a, get a chance to get out of the snow for two weeks. So we'll be doing that this year. So, yeah, it's going to be a long, cold winter. <laughs> so, no, just hopefully everybody, you know, let's get out. Let's get done with this virus and the death and get back to contact and hockey and, you know, and, on, and let's end all this craziness. But, um, oh, yes, yeah, the trivia question. Geez, I almost forgot again. That would have been funny to forget again. What was it now? Oh, was it was no who scored the final goal in WHA history and it was none other than the Edmonton Oilers, Dave Semenko there you go, it was game 6 of the Avco Cup against the Winnipeg Jets and he scored in a losing effort and uh, and Winnipeg of course won the Avco Cup that year and uh, but Dave, Dave Semenko scored the final goal in WHA history there you go, take that and uh, tell that bar trivia for you folks out there and of course, yeah, the Evans went on to uh, in the expansion, obviously going to the NHL along with the Jets. Um, yeah, so there you go. There's your Sunday episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed this little uh, potpourri of topics. It's over a span of two days. I don't know really much more to say i think i don't know i don't know i think an hour and 20 minutes is good enough like i said folks um i don't know how much on sunday if there's going to be much more many more sunday shows of course maybe after the ratings of this one the network might tell me no more friggin' sunday shows um but anyway that's where we're at um i don't know who my guest is going to be on wednesday but i will have something out there for you but uh, in the meantime, I hope everybody has a happy Halloween. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a good night, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while I was on?